welcome to our new podcast series, A Journey Through Advent. I am Neil Cheshire, and I'm going to be your host today, and I'm joined by the one and only Pastor Daniel Brown. Daniel, I'm so excited to be here talking Advent with you. Yeah, it's good to be here with you. I think as George has titled me in the podcast, Slim Aristotle, right. we were joking around. I don't know if Aristotle was originally not slim, but, you know, I guess I'll take that name. I, I don't know exactly what that It could have just been Aristotle. Yeah. You know, we, we don't know. Yeah. He could have been 6'3 and, and slim. Yeah, and blonde-headed. <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we are so excited to have you guys joining us. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are going to be diving into this journey of Advent together. We want to walk with you, uh, really zoom in. What, what does this mean? How do we live this out? Kind of the granular, hands-on boots on the ground, um, how do we engage the season of Advent? And so I'm really excited to join you all in that journey. Daniel, I'm excited to join with you as well. And I think, you know, for our listeners, we have people that are um, a wide variety of different familiarity when it comes to this concept or idea of Advent. Um, And so, so I think we can just get started with like what what is Advent, and where does it come from? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think in our tradition, I, I know I grew up never uh, knowing what Advent was, right. um, besides maybe a cute little calendar <laughs> that uh, we went through as kids that had little candies or, or toys in it. Um, or, you know, I think uh, Advent to me was Christmas. It was, it was the same thing. And so I really didn't know what it was until a couple years ago. And as I begin to understand church history, as I begin to understand church tradition, um, begin to practice the season of Advent. And I think that's a good starting point is it's a season, not a sermon series. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we love to make everything into a sermon series in, in our stream of faith. And, 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 uh, but Advent is a season, and a season invites us into a posture of heart and it invites us into a practice that um, engages our heart with a with a particular focus, and and so Advent was started um, by the church, by the early church, to uh, embody the season of waiting that the Israelites um, lived through. Right. You know, they were promised in Isaiah uh, that there would be a child born, a Messiah. That was seven hundred years <laughs> before its its arrival, before Jesus came on the scene, and so. Uh, they actually waited for about 400 years wow. um, in total in darkness um, before the light came on the scene. And so what we see is that that um, salvation came to people in waiting. It came to people um, that were longing, that were displaced. And, 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 and we see this theme th- throughout the whole Bible, um, really, that, that, that God is constantly imploring us to wait on the Lord. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that through this series uh, but it, it is a major theme throughout the Bible and a major theme of faith, right. um, of waiting, um, of waiting for the arrival of. And so, so Advent comes, uh, the word Advent literally means arrival. Uh, that's the word. <laughs> it, it means the arrival. And so in, in one way, uh, we, we're practicing anticipation, excitement for the celebration of Christmas, the, the arrival of Christ. And I think that's important practice every year because it helps us appreciate what that truth means, yeah. especially the longer you're a Christian, the more you kind of get hardened to that idea. And so every year it helps you recultivate that excitement and that appreciation 
before the arrival of Christ and maybe even meditate on it more. But then also, secondly, we're waiting for the second advent, um, and that is the the coming um, of Christ as king. Um, the return of Jesus, and 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 I, I would say that's actually the third. I, I think there's a there's another second advent, and that is the coming of Christ in our own hearts, mm. the the embodying of Christ in our lives. That we're all on a journey of being formed more into His image, and so we're all kind of waiting in this moment of Christ being formed in us right. and Him and His kingdom being formed in this world. And so, really, all of the Christian life is Advent. It's all waiting for the arrival and of God's promises. And so the season itself was was designed um, so that once a year we would pause, we would slow down, and we would practice intentionally waiting and preparing our hearts and hopefulness and watchfulness and the different practices that we'll do throughout this podcast um, to cultivate an active waiting towards God. And so that that's kind of a brief overview. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, it's thousands of years old. There's a lot of complexities right. to it. But um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, I think uh, that that's amazing. And I feel like everything that you mentioned and you shared is so countercultural to mm. what we experience, especially in the Christmas season. Um, and the idea of remembering I mean, taking time to actually remember. That was such a part of the Israelite, the Hebrew culture, was always remembering and telling these stories of God's faithfulness and going through. And that's something that I feel like is kind of lost. You know, the oral tradition, you know, is kind of lost in our day and age. Uh, And so that remembering. And then, like you said, the second coming of Christ, looking ahead, that idea of something that is outside of our present you know, responsibilities and tasks and, and things that something that we just typically don't think about is, you know, Christ's second coming. That's not, that's not your normal thought of the day, you know, um, in preparing for that. And, but I'm similar to you in the sense of my experience with Advent, because I had no idea. I didn't even, I had never even heard the word Advent (laughs) until I came to Denver United. It wasn't until I actually came here in the first Christmas here. It was 2013, I think. Um, you guys did an Advent series. I'm like, what the heck is Advent? You know, and uh, yeah. and so I had that exact same experience because I was, I grew up in a more um, non-denominational, traditional evangelical church experience, and that was just nothing that we ever talked about. Um, but it's been it's been such an awesome experience as you shared of diving into these practices and these ideas that are so um, Mm -hmm. opposite of the culture that we live Mm -hmm. in. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned the Old Testament history and the church tradition, but really if you look at the four or five people that got to experience the arrival of the birth of Jesus, Mary and... and, uh, I'm remembering... I can't remember all their names now. But Zachariah and all of these people... There's there's a couple themes that that they have in common, but probably the one they they have the most common is they waited well, right? Because because majority of the Israelites missed Jesus, um, but these select few waited well and they were prepared and and because of that they were able to receive him in this season, and so I think that if we're gonna celebrate Christmas, Advent is absolutely critical to preparing our hearts to receive the Christ anew. Mm. 
I love a lot of the songs and prayers that come with the Advent season because a lot of them end with um, Christ has come, Christ is coming. Mm. And I think it builds a level of excitement. Yeah. Most of our days, we're excited about menial things that can be taken away from us. But this is something that has promised us, that Christ has come and Christ is coming. Yeah. That's exciting. That should, as believers, arise in us a joy and anticipation. And I think Advent can do that if we allow it to. And so, so it has so much history, so much rich history. But yes, I, I didn't know any of it. I, 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 I'm still learning yeah. um, in so many ways of how to practice it. Um, in some ways, it is practiced that I don't find super life-giving. In other ways, um, I do. And so, yeah. Which that's, really I mean, I think that's the Christian experience. You know what right. I mean? Like right. any kind of rhythm or discipline, there's there's good days and there's not so great days, you know. Um, right. But, well, you mentioned also just your experience uh, in the times that you have practiced this and, and, and where you've learning to do quote-unquote Advent, you know. Um, so what... Uh, can you recall a particular Advent season um, mm-hmm. that had a real impact on you personally? Yeah, what a great question. Um, I struggle with the answer to that because I've had multiple. I, I mean, I almost get emotional about it because the more I begin to prepare for this podcast, the more I begin to realize God's faithfulness through the Advent season and how he's used this season to really teach me about waiting on him and waiting well. Um, I think the one that is the most joyful for me uh, was the first one that I ever celebrated. The first Advent I had ever done uh, was the year that my first child was to be born, Madeline. And uh, she was born in January, but we didn't know if she would come early, so she'd be like a Christmas baby. And, of course, we we never had a kid, so we were new parents, and... And it was so close to Christmas, we didn't go anywhere. We stayed home, mainly because my wife was so pregnant. She's like, I am not getting on a plane. I'm not driving a car right. if you want to stay happily married. And, and so, that, so, yeah, so we, like, stayed home, and we didn't have a lot of money. We were broke, to be honest. I was coming out of seminary, and I, w- I was just starting here at the church. I think I was, at that point, part-time here. And had no money, so we had very little gifts. We lived in this little bitty apartment. And, and we were waiting with expectation for this child to come. And, and there was anticipation. There was the preparing of the room. There was excitement. There was fear. There was, there was all of these emotions and these practices that came in preparing for the arrival of my daughter. And what I realized is intrinsically, I always thought waiting is bad. Like, or as like passive. Like, I'm just waiting for, and it's like something forced on me. I have no control. But what I saw was in preparing for my daughter, there was this anticipation, this expectation, this hopefulness. There was, there was this um, wondering, what will it be like to be a dad? Who will she be? And then that built a sense of expe- ex- expectation and excitement. Um, there was times where... We would get everything done, and we'd just be sitting around waiting. And it was anxious, and it was full of fear. But it was, it was funny how waiting for this, that, that child to come, come, come out of my wife's <laughs> belly uh, to be born really mimicked 
I think what God calls us to and how to wait well. That it's not it's not this giving up, but it's also not this controlling. It's a place of of surrendered, engaged hopefulness. And and so it was really beautiful. I, I remember getting up on Christmas morning and I just prayed that the Lord would bring a new sense of delight. And I remember that being one of the best Christmas mornings. Like I just was sitting on the couch before we even opened gifts. The fire was going. My wife was, I think, still in bed. I was just crying. And it was like tears of joy. And it was because I had waited. I had prepared my heart. And because I waited, the fulfillment of Christ that morning, of, of celebrating his birth, was so much sweeter than it had been in years past. And I, I would say since then, I don't think I've had that such a sweet moment. Wow. So that was a really precious moment for me. How about you, Neil? Yeah, uh, man, I th- it's, it's interesting because I feel like it, it's similar to yours in the sense of um, it was my first real Advent pra- time practicing Advent. Um, yeah. And we had, we were doing a series here at DU, um, and we passed out these dev- devotionals. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. These little oh, yeah. Advent devotionals. and uh, Those were really good ones. It was excellent. And they were really simple. There was like a little devo. There was a reflection, which was typically like, a, like an old hymn or a poem, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was like a prayer. And Katie and I were like, okay, we're going to do this whole Advent thing. You know, we're going we're gonna to really be intentional to engage our hearts in the season of Advent and really celebrate Jesus rather than celebrate necessarily Christmas as much, you know, um, and celebrate the season, like you're saying, rather than just a particular day, like waiting for a day. Uh, it was more on waiting on God. So anyways, I remember we were going through and we would sit in our bed together and read this short Devo and pray at night. Um, and I'm not a big poetry guy. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I don't love poems or anything or write poems um but i do love old hymns because i feel like they just they're so powerful like the words are rich you know they are well um i remember reading one of the devotionals and i got to the reflection part and it was an old hymn and it was called um the king shall come when morning dawns Mm -hmm. and i remember i was reading through that hymn but instead of just reading, I really, for the first time, actually was reflecting on the words, like kind of engaging my heart and kind of placing myself into the scene. Um, and and it, was, it reminded me of that scripture in Revelation 3.20 where it says, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and dine with him. I felt like the words were like Jesus knocking, but me taking the time to reflect and like really engage my heart into those words was like opening the door and, and it was sitting down with Jesus. And, uh, and so I, I just want to read uh, this little, this little clip from that uh, hymn. I, I pulled it up here and it was just so powerful. So it says, um, says, the king shall come when morning dawns and light triumphant breaks. 
when beauty gilds the eastern hills and life to joy awakes. O brighter than the rising morn when he victorious rose and left the lonesome place of death despite the rage of foes. O brighter than that glorious morn shall this fair morning be when Christ our King in beauty comes and we his face shall see. The King shall come when morning dawns and light and beauty brings. Hail Christ the Lord, thy people pray. Come quickly, King of Kings. Mm. And just hearing that and seeing Jesus as the light, as mm-hmm. the dawn, mm-hmm. and placing myself in the moment, mm-hmm. it that began the journey of Advent mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. of just opening the door and reflecting upon Jesus and his truth. Mm-hmm. And so that, I remember, that was That's particular so moment that just um, rocked, kind of rocked my world a little bit. In the Advent season, that's beautiful, Neil, and I, I think that captures that part of waiting that speaks to longing, and I think Advent realigns our longing and desires mm. back to Christ. Yeah. You know, I think our longing often gets sidetracked. We long for things that don't satisfy. We think they do, but they're they're mere mirages to the deeper longings of our hearts. And I, as you're reading that, I close my mm. eyes. Because it's just so beautiful. Um, but you can feel it. You can feel that longing like you're sitting in darkness. You long for the rays of the sun to hit you, for the king to rise over the hill. It makes me think of like little yeah, right. things. <laughs> Something towers. like he that. Comes, <laughs> over, comes over, over yes. that hill and that Gandalf. light shines. Yeah, Gandalf. Comes, oh, that's like my favorite moment yeah, in that whole movie. Like maybe he, maybe he was thinking about that. That's so good, Neil. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. So, so tell me, what, what are you... For, for this season and for our church family, for everyone that's listening here today, um, what are some things that you maybe sense God is wanting to do through Advent in light of our current reality, kind of the, the season that we're in as a church family? Mm. Yeah, I wrestled over thinking about this because I think there's so many things that Advent speaks to our current realities. I mean, many of us are waiting right, right now. Yeah. Most of our plans have been placed on hold. Many of us are, are jobless. Some of us are struggling with sickness and illness in our families. Uh, and there is, I think all of us are waiting for this to be resolved, right? Yeah, right. We want it to be we're over. All waiting. Um, and, 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 you know, we're not very well trained in, in living in seasons of discomfort as Americans, right? Right. So this is very, uh, we're like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. Let's get it done. And, and it's not going anywhere. And, and so it, it parallels a lot of the practices of Advent. And so there's so much rich opportunity here. I think the one thing I would land on is one of our, one of our devotionals that we'll cover in the next couple of weeks is I think God is wanting to reignite and to realign and refocus our hope. Yeah. And I think many of us are hopeless right now. And I think some of that has to do with maybe we don't really understand the hope of the gospel. And we've, we've uh, exchanged it for a lesser hope, mm. a short-term hope, a, a, a wish, if you will. Right. And, and so I know we're going to talk about that later. But I, I just really sense that God is wanting to, to breathe new hope in people's lives, a hope that is, is, is cannot be taken away. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I think there's 
there's definitely something to be said about, you know, the, um, the way uh, hoping <clears throat> in Christ is, is different than like that immediate gratification that, that the idea of Christmas morning brings, you know, for a lot of people yeah. and, and for kind of a consumeristic, you know, society, you know, an American culture mm-hmm. that we live in. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm, I'm expecting as well that um, we have this built-in space mm-hmm. because of COVID. We you do. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. so there is a really unique opportunity yeah. we have to actually slow down our pace and to engage our hearts in yeah. the act of, of active waiting and reflecting and hoping, things that mm-hmm. watching and all the different things that we mm-hmm. may never have had time to do before, we actually yeah. have this built-in space. And so there's this opportunity we have. The question is, are we going to take advantage of this opportunity right. and right. choose to be more intentional um, in this season? Um, so, so to kind of close out uh, this time, uh, this intro into our journey, um, how can the church, um, have the people listening, enter into Advent with us? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question, you know, and I think part of it is op- being open to the lessons that Advent offers. So part of it, we're going to offer things, right? right. We're going to have opportunities. But really, your openness, your willingness to learn how to wait well, how to learn how to wait in the way that postures our hearts towards trusting God is going to be key. Um, But practically, uh, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, I think, one, carving out space to enter into the season. For some of us, we have that space given to us. For other of us, like you, that have five children at home now (laughs) doing school, um, may God be with you. Um, (laughs) Amen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out the same thing because I have less time. Uh, so I have to fight for it. I have yeah. to carve out that space. So I think I think the way you can do it is, one, you have to choose intentionally. I am doing this. You have to make the intent. Yeah. Um, and then the ways in which you can do that is we're going to be posting weekly podcasts like this, but that will be a little bit shorter and that will be a meditation and a practice that you can do to kind of align your heart in that direction. But then it's kind of on them to practice that throughout the week. Uh, We're also going to provide a resource blog where it'll go deeper into some of the concepts that we'll be covering in the podcast. Yeah. Um, And we'll also give some practices that you can do through your fam with your family. And then of course our kids ministry has a Advent Christmas bag. So I really encourage if you're a parent, that could be a great resource. So we have multiple layers, you know, and I'm not sure everyone needs to do all of those. But I think starting with the podcast and letting that be the diving board, if you will, the, the starting point for uh, where the Spirit leads them, and then using these resources as as a guide to that could be really helpful. Right. But at the end of the day, I think one of those things that, that we had that kind of alluded to that God offers during this season is He wants to teach us how to wait well. Mm. So if we have an openness to that, um, to enter this season with a, a learning and humble heart, uh, He'll teach us, even if it's just one of these points. Right. You know, I, I find that I'm not, I'm, I must be dense be a little bit in the head because God teaches me one point at a time rather than like That's multiple points on Advent, <laughs> right? So, so he, he goes through it slowly with me. So if you do, you know, one of these points yeah. really ring true to you, then stay there, stick there. Um, you know, if it's uh, cultivating hope or, or learning to be watchful or whatever concept that is, I would just encourage our church family to, to do that. 
Um, but those are the ways that we're going to be offering this season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I encourage everyone listening to um, when you listen to the podcast, the future episodes that we have to just engage with it. You know, like Daniel was saying when I was reading that uh, little hymn, just closing your eyes, taking a moment and just engaging with it. Don't just listen, but really uh, try, you know, try to engage your heart. And I think there is a simplicity that is in Christ uh, that he does kind of do one thing at a time. And it makes it sustainable, um, and we're not overloaded with all these new ideas. And we just try one thing. And, uh, and I think yeah. God can do a lot with just a yes. You know, Rob talked about that a while back, but yeah, just saying yes. So um, mm-hmm. super excited to enter into the season of Advent with all of you. Me too. Everyone listening, you, Daniel, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so do you, do you want to just close this out in, in prayer? I'd love to. Father, we just pray right now that as we enter into the season of Advent, Lord, I pray an awakening that those that have fallen asleep, that those that maybe while waiting on the promise of God in their life have grown weary, that they would be awakened anew and afresh this Advent season to the promises promised us in the second arrival of Christ, to the promises promised us in the first arrival of baby Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now for new hope. I pray for courage for each church member to enter into the waiting place. Because in our waiting, we have to face our anxieties, our fears, the things in our lives that are incomplete, and our longings. And so, Lord, I pray that by the grace of the Holy Spirit, that they would be able to enter those. And that, Lord, that we wouldn't do this alone. The beauty of this is we don't wait by ourselves. We wait together as a community. And so, Lord, may we wait together, and may you grow our anticipation and our hope. And, Lord, may your Holy Spirit give us the courage to enter this season well. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Daniel, and thank you all for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of our Advent series. Merry Christmas, and have a great weekend.